Hey everyone, welcome to episode 11 in season two of Hello Church. My name is Justin Trapp. I'm Wade Bearden, and we're going to be talking about follow-up today. So Justin, we've talked about the sermon, all things the sermon in season two, and we're going to be talking about follow-up, but not like traditional follow-up, not like, oh, we're going to give someone a gift or send them a letter in the mail. We're going to be talking about sermon follow-up. That's going to be exciting. We've we've discussed the big idea of a message. We've discussed illustrations. We've discussed outlining your message. And now we're going to be talking about what you can do afterwards. And, and people don't talk about this a lot. So I, I'm excited. I do want to point out first, uh, Justin, you, you, I don't know if it's just my eyes, but your shirt is a little bit like the color is different this week. <laughs> so it's not black. Is what, it's is what it's not saying? black. Usually, if you are watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to just, this, you probably don't, you probably don't see it. Just go look at the thumbnails, right? Yeah. Uh, almost every week, your shirt is is black. Now it's green. So I, I just simplified my life when I like hit 38. I just said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I just want to simplify things. So yeah. I bought, I mean, I, I feel like I buy the same black shirt a few, 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 uh, copies that's not the mm-hmm. right word was what is the yeah like like extras yeah uh, backups yeah i buy like two or three every every other month yeah. so i'm up to like 20 of the same shirt uh-huh. in my closet but it does make getting ready in the morning pretty interesting yeah and for whatever reason you know this is my eyes are green i don't know if you can tell from sitting okay, way yeah, over there but yeah, yeah. I, you know, way I bought, over here yeah, I bought the, <laughs> as I bought in the, 18 inches as you look into my eyes <laughs> i bought the green shirt for my wife and spring so yeah. you know yeah hey. here's what's funny hey, uh, to all of our listeners one day I, I don't know where we were we were going somewhere doing something and you like spilled i think it was chocolate milk all over one of your shirts like it was just everywhere and we were by a target and you're like oh no worries you just ran in and got literally the exact yeah. same shirt and threw that other one away. You're like, you know, yeah. I've used this for a while. Um, I'm not wearing a Georgia Bulldog shirt this week. Yeah, so uh, I it, new, new things, new seasons for I'm both actually of us. wearing half of a shirt because right here and below, just you just can't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's like, if there's a couple things in life that dads love, it's camo jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, camo jokes and power washing. Like, have you ever seen the twinkle in the man's eye whenever he's about to go power wash? Or like patriotic <laughs> things. Like I, I remember on Memorial Day, I'm walking through like a, a grocery store parking lot. I had uh-huh. my swim shorts on. This is Memorial Day. We're gonna go swimming, and it's like a bald eagle with American flag, mm-hmm. like like very, very, very patriotic shorts. Mm-hmm. And this guy in this like big jacked up truck, probably had skull in his mouth, rolled down the window and was like, "Hey, cool shorts." <laughs> I was like, like oh, "I'm never gonna not wear these shorts." Yeah. Justin's wearing them right now. You can't see. Yeah, it. right. Uh, but we are going to jump into the podcast. I've had a pretty good week. Uh, and I actually preached a couple of, actually a week and a half ago at my church. And I was thinking through like, how would, how would like follow up work? And that's what we're going to be talking about. How do you take your message? This message that you've worked, I think whenever I prepared for my sermon, I think I probably put at least 10 hours in, at least 10 hours in. Yeah. And, um, I preached it and what, like, what can I do now with my church to make sure that that message uh, people apply it. People uh, learn more about the topic, learn more about the scripture that I talked about. That's really important because pastors, you're putting a lot of work into your messages. How can you follow that up? Uh, and and we're going to discuss that today. Yeah, and, and you you said it earlier. You said we're not you know follow up not in the traditional sense as mm-hmm. church leaders we understand 
and no follow-up. I think what we mean by follow-up is, you know, you, you alluded to it. You've spent all this work. You've worked all week on your message. You mm-hmm. get up and you spend 10 hours. I know some pastors spend 20 hours. Some pastors spend five. But on average, it's about 10 and a half hours yeah. uh, based on our uh, research. And you get up there and you have a 35-minute window and all of that work, right? The culmination of 11 hours of work goes into a 35-minute presentation of the gospel on a stage mm-hmm. and then it's done. Yeah. And it's over. And maybe it goes up on your church podcast or on your your message player on your website, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think we do a disservice to our community, our congregation, when we don't take all of that hard work and leverage it the rest of the week because mm-hmm. they're going to be on social media. They're going to be listening to podcasts throughout the week. If you can take that content in a way that they're used to consuming on social media, and so don't please, Pastor, don't post your entire message on Facebook. Let's, we're going to talk about that. Uh, break it apart. Use some highlights. Yeah, use some sound bites. Yeah. yeah. You can then take all that work that you've put into it, 11 hours, and really use it all week long. And it mm-hmm. goes to remind your congregation, right? They see the principles and, and the promises of God in your message. You can continue to remind them uh, on a Tuesday afternoon when their boss just griped at them, right? They, yeah. They hop on social media and there it is, that, that funny story that you shared. And so I'm yeah. excited to talk about this today. Which is funny because this week I was scrolling through my seminary dashboard. And I mean, we talk about seminary, we created seminary, but I just, like, it's not just something that I created with you. It's something that I absolutely love. And so I'm scrolling through my dashboard and all my messages are there. I don't have to like find the folder and pull it up. Like they're all right there. And I came across a message that I preached uh, last year. So I preached this last week and a half ago, I preached on the resurrection. And last year, um, the particular sermon that I scrolled across was about um, the two builders. One built their house on the rock, one on the sand. And I was like, man, whenever I studied that text, like there are some things that came out to me about it that I didn't realize before. And I was like, oh, it's just kind of sitting there like, like, and, and the thought came, oh, I really loved exploring that. I really loved talking about that. Is there a way to take what I learned that was like a light bulb to me and use it somewhere else? So I've already preached the message, but like, what do I... Yeah. Do now. So this is something that I think through as well. And what's great too, Justin, is you wrote a book. Uh, we published it about two years ago. It was, mm-hmm. it was right around COVID. And uh, it's called The Digital Pulpit. And it really, like this podcast is basically that book in like, you know, yeah, 20 like, minutes. Like a chapter from yeah, that book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, if you want that book though, you're like, man, I want to dig a little bit deeper. You can head over to hellochurchpodcast.com forward slash digital. So I'll say it again, hellochurchpodcast.com forward slash digital. The link will also be on the show notes. And you can actually download that book. Uh, or you can you can grab a copy of that book. So it's it's a really, I think it's a really useful book. And more people are talking about that topic. But Justin, I feel like you've been talking about it. I mean, even before the, the book was published, like you've been really talking about this kind of at the forefront. And so make sure you check that out, listeners. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I keep coming back to, and you know, I have been sort of saying for a few years now that you know our culture has gone through this seismic shift from physical to gi- digital. Mm-hmm. And churches, we've sort of been, pastors, we've been preaching as if our culture hasn't gone through that shift. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important is that you... What we're talking about today is taking your message and 
taking it from the physical setting to where people come to you and converting it into a digital setting to where you go to where your people already are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really powerful, right? I think obviously it's important that we gather together and that they hear the the, the presentation of the gospel. And that's important. And when I'm not dismissing that, but you know, they're online, they're on social media every single day and you can connect with them. You can reach out to them. You can remind them using a quote from your message or a highlight or a story. I, I always remember this. It's a cowboy church. It's a very large cow. It's like the largest cowboy church I've ever seen. They have like mm-hmm. a rodeo arena. It's uh, about 20 minutes from my house. And I remember seeing videos of the pastor at the church and it's never his full length sermon. It's usually, he's mm-hmm. a great storyteller. So I remember uh, coming across, it was on my feed and they actually had a Facebook ad and it was a, a story, uh, him t- sharing a story of him trying to catch this chicken, like mm-hmm. Rocky Balboa or something, but he's, he's country cowboy pastor, right? And so hearing him share this story is really funny. It was like a two minute video. Well, the, the post itself or that itself had so many shares and comments and people were laughing about it. But I thought, how, how great is this that? This pastor, this church has this strategy where they want to, they want to sort of be where people already are and remind them of the, the gospel, remind them of, of God's word in ways that they can relate and understand. And a lot of that has to do with the stories that he was sharing. So yeah, let's, um, and, 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 and too, like people don't always remember everything from your message. Think about this, like, uh, when you're preparing a message pastor and you think of like a story or illustration, have you ever had that moment where you're like, oh, have I said that before? And you come to realize, oh, I did tell that story like three months ago. Well, if you can't remember that, then there are going to be people in your in your church who haven't, or a quote or a point from scripture, you, you're like, oh, I, I made that. I forgot that I had made that. So there are ways to kind of reuse this. And for the pastors that may be listening who are like, man, I don't know about this, like the digital world and all of that, like... Obviously, we have to be careful with the new tools and technology. They, they doesn't just because something is new or makes life easier doesn't mean it's necessarily good. But if you think about some of the classic sermons from the past, hundreds of years ago, maybe "Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God." How do we have those? They weren't recorded. Yeah. Why? Because those pastors published them, and we were able to get them. So they utilized technology in their day to be able to take their message and spread it to more people. And so that's something that that we can we can do as well. But yeah, you were mentioning, let, let's kind of jump on in and ways so, to do that. So here's the how, right? How do you take all of this work that you've put into your message every week, how do you actually leverage it for the rest of the week to be where your people are at online, on social media? And so here's a few ways that you can do that. I'll, I'll start with this. I'd say immediately after you finish your sermon, uh, or at least to have most of it done, right? And you could do this before you rehearse it. That's fine. But I, I would say write a one to two paragraph, um, five to seven sentences, and describe your message. Mm-hmm. So this can be used for your website or for your social media. So it helps your team or, or yourself articulate it. And then, of course, a podcast description as well. In addition, you can also use... The, the the description that you write for a YouTube, whatever the case may be. So the, you want this to be sort of the general description of your message, the big idea, maybe the tensions that you're addressing. Yeah. Obviously, I think a lot of times, you know, if you can create some some mystery, some intrigue in in the description, it helps more people click on it or watch it. 
or or find it again. Right? Yeah. So that this, whenever I preached, my message was about the authenticity, the reasonableness of the resurrection from First Corinthians fifteen, the beginning part of that, and the title of my message. Um, I just chose, I don't really think a lot about titles, but you kind of have to have them you for like podcasts where, yeah. and, and one remark that I made is I used the phrase come and see, and it's from, uh, John, I believe chapter one, when Jesus tells a couple of his soon to be followers, come and see. And so that was kind of the title of my message that we can ask questions about Christianity. We can come and see. And I realized like, if you listen to the message, that title makes sense. But I need, I needed to write like a clear description if that goes online or on YouTube so that people are like, Oh, okay. If I'm, if I'm wanting to know about some reasons why it's reasonable to believe in the resurrection, some evidence for the resurrection, then this is the sermon because it's there in a description. So make sure yeah. you do that while it's fresh on your mind. Well, and, and you brought up a good point. You always want to think like, what are people searching on yeah. YouTube? They're not searching, come and see. Mm-hmm. They might be searching is, did the resurrection of Jesus really happen? That's true. That's right? true. So when you're writing out these descriptions, you're writing out these titles, you want to think through the mind of someone who maybe didn't grow up in church or in your community and they're driving by. And what would, what are, what are the questions that they have? So you want to sort of acknowledge those questions in your titles. And that may help you get a little bit more traction as you're publishing your videos. Another thing you could do is you could write a chapter marker list for your message and include when you're publishing uh, uh, on YouTube that really helps too so if like if you're if you're publishing the whole sermon which you know i think the whole sermon should be somewhere somewhere yes right yes. And maybe Somewhere. you don't just like blast it on Facebook, but there should be access to that entire sermon. If you are going to do that, though, you should put the, the, the markers, the chapter markers, or the different sections in your mm-hmm. sermon so that if they want to move forward or move backward, and, they can. And here's a reason, too, and I'll talk to you. You mentioned chopping it up. When you're, when you're chopping up um, your sermon and when you're adding those chapters, a lot of times we think, oh, I'm just trying to like reach people who haven't seen it. And, and that's good. You want people who haven't seen the message or who missed the message to be able to access that. But one reason why you chop up clips and put them on social media or create chapter marks is because you want to remind the people who did listen to that message what you said. So if you, uh, during your application point, you talk about applying this biblical truth that you're talking about at work, you could just cut that out and put it on there so that it appears in someone's timeline, they hear it, and they can be like, yeah, that's a reminder. Like, I remember hearing that on Sunday, but that's a reminder. Or if somebody is like, I want to go back and hear a section of the message, you can have those chapter markers. So it's it's not just to like reach people just out on the internet, though yeah. hopefully it will do that, but it's also to help remind your congregation about that message, how to apply that message, resources about that message. Another thing you can do is... is edit videos to take your sermon video if you record your message or or audio as well both to be honest with you and chop it up into 10 to 60 second clips that you can share on social media because here's the deal when people get on facebook when they get on instagram they're watching reels they're watching short videos they're not watching like if your sermon is 45 minutes no one on facebook is watching a 45 minute video right they're watching a two minute video a 12 second video. Mm-hmm. So you want to sort of repurpose your content into the the way that they expect to consume co- uh, content on that platform. And so that's the reason why we want you to, to sort of edit and 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 get highlights from your sermon and then also quotes. Mm-hmm. If you have I think any scripture, any passage that you use, 
should be used as as some sort of artwork, like a ministry pass. We give you all the artwork for the series, and so you could take your your passage and, and layer it on top of that background. And there you go. You have a post for Monday morning. Your passage from my sermon yesterday. Hope it blesses you this yeah. week. And here's here's kind of a little bit announcement too on ministry pass. Uh, this is kind of already live. It's not like it's almost in like a beta mode. We just have a sample of it up, but we're converting our graphics to, to Canva to where if you're a member, you can access them on yeah. Canva. And so we have some up now. The rest will be up here pretty soon. Um, but if you have a pro membership and if you are at a church, you can get a pro membership for free and non nonprofits can do that. Uh, you can resize those graphics. You can take off the titles and just have like our backgrounds and you can easily just like type in a quote each mm-hmm. week. And so if you're thinking of how to do it, you're like, man, I don't, I don't know how to use Photoshop. How do I do that? It's super easy with Ministry Pass. Another thing, too, that we have on our list is to perhaps think about creating small group questions or notes mm-hmm. from your message. I'm a huge fan of this. If you're talking about it on Sunday morning, why not discuss it in mm-hmm. small groups that week? And so at Ministry Pass, you'll notice in all of our sermon series, we have questions um, sample questions that you can use in your small groups because we want your people to go deeper on your message. So think through that. And, and once again, what you're doing is you're taking all this hard work mm-hmm. and you're helping people to really dig in deep. So not just going to come, listen to a message and leave, but really learn from that script passage of scripture and, and apply it to their life. You can reinforce the message the, the rest of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Another way you can do this, and this, I understand this might not be for everybody. If you have the budget uh, to do this. I don't think it's that expensive, but it could get expensive if you're doing it every week. But you can transcribe your sermon word for word. There's there's a website. And it's an app as well called Rev, R-E-V, Rev app or Rev.com. And all you do is literally you just, let's say you post your message and it goes on your website or a podcast URL. You can just input the URL of your sermon into the Rev platform and a, a human being will transcribe that for I believe it's like a dollar a minute. So if it's a 30 mm-hmm. minute sermon, it's gonna cost you $30. Yeah. Here's why you would wanna do that. You'll get a full length Word document transcription of your sermon. Then your assistant or a volunteer can take the, that document and they can do highlight, they can cut and paste, they yeah. can edit, they can, yeah. Yeah, so they can take all of the content that you would need to post on social, they can uh, take it directly from this document. Another cool hack, and this is the last thing I have on our notes today, is if you use Sermonary. Sermonary is our sermon writing app. You can go to Mm sermonary.com. It's a beautiful app, but one of my favorite features on Sermonary is you can mark so, so Sermonary, for those of you who don't know, it's a drag and drop builder. Instead of writing in Microsoft Word, north to south, you drag content blocks. So you have a Bible passage block, and then you have a title block, and you can move these blocks all around. Well, What's really cool is you can mark a particular block as a slide. And then at the end of your message, every block that you marked as a slide, you can export to PowerPoint or ProPresenter. What you could also do too is you could say, hey, mm-hmm. I, everything that I want to go on social this week, I'm going to mark it as a slide, export that, send it to your volunteer, or yeah. send it to your media person, and they can take that slide deck and then just use the content on each one of those slides for different posts on social media. Uh, and, and the like. So that's that's a little quick hack that I think works really, really well. And honestly, it's a click of a button, right? It saves you a lot of time. Yeah. I'll end with this quote. I believe it's from the Digital Pulpit. Um, you wrote this, by shifting our thinking about what the sermon is and how it can be used, 
We can extend the life of our sermons by repurposing the content to be used and heard more than once. And when people have an opportunity to hear it more than once, digest it, grow in it, it, it's just really a, a great opportunity to take that time and steward the time that you've put into it and to to use that. God's word uh, needs to be heard over and over again. And if you're preaching God's word, then people need to hear your sermons more than once or clips or learn to digest those and apply those. So that is our show today. I'm excited because on our next episode, we're going to be talking about critique. Mm. We're going to be talking about how you can get people to critique or evaluate your sermons. And that's tough, but it's like we have to do it's it. It's important. Yeah. yeah, we have to do it. And so we're kind of shifting in our season from writing a message to like, what do we do afterwards? How do mm-hmm. we improve? Make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube. You can comment with any questions you have. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next time on Hello Church. Hello Church.